to the podcast. This is You Gotta Watch This. I am the host, Aaron, and with me, as always, is uh, your host, Nick. It's like the tradition now. What if I wasn't, he said, as always, what if I wasn't here? What if you just did a solo? I'm considering it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. That was too mean. I just, I saw you laughed, but then I just saw the wind come out of your sails. And I'm so sorry. (laughs) It was that in conjunction with seeing the waveform of that yell. And I was like, that was pretty loud. You peaked it out. You blew it out. This is, um, yeah, this is, this is what happens. So. Here's the deal. What this podcast is all about is we watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, um, all of them that have been released. We watch them in order of release date, one at a time. Then we we watch them together. Mm-hmm. Then we come up here and we talk about it, mm-hmm. about what we our thoughts and feelings on the movie mm-hmm. and the, all the movies in general. Um, and the, there's a little bit of a twist, though, and it's that I, Aaron, am very familiar with these movies. I've seen them forwards and backwards. I haven't seen them backwards, but I've seen them. I was going to say, I bet you that's not that enjoyable. It would be interesting. I'm, 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 I bet I could make that happen. Um, what would Iron Man be backwards? Um, Nam. Nam Nori. Nori. Nam Nori. I wonder, I wonder if there was ever a character named Nam Nori who's like backwards. Nam Nori. So anyway, I, that's my, that's my deal. But Nick, you you're not familiar with these movies. No, I'm not a Nam nor I fan. You um, are. Um, we can't say you've seen barely any because at this point you've seen all of Phase One, and oh, this is considered Phase One. Uh, phase completed. One completed with Iron with uh, Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. Ah, so, so we're into the second phase. We're into the second phase. Wow. And you, and so you, I'm I'm no longer a rank amateur. I'm uh, intermediate. That's right. You are intermediate. Um, Barely intermediate, but you're, the the big thing about you is you have aggressively avoided these movies. That for, is the big thing about me. That's the big thing. That's the one thing people ask me. Hey, what, what's going on with Nick? And I say he aggressively avoided the MCU <laughs> yeah. films it's until very recently. Characters, yeah, though. it's number one with a bullet. Um, so that's what we do, and that's normally how these things go. However, um, uh, we've we've run into a little bit of a snag. Um, this marks the final episode of the snag uh, yeah. period. Uh huh. But we um, we had a little issue with our recordings, and so we lost a bunch, and we are re-recording this one. Yes. So, so this is just uh, not as not the hottest of takes, but um, it's as a hot as it over gets. Take. Yep. I like to think take. we're gonna pop, pop it in the microwave, uh-huh. heat it up for you. Nuke um, it. But just know that we we did cook this take uh, a little while ago, but it's still gonna taste. It real still good. tastes great. It's gonna be delicious. So we just watched Iron Man three, the third and final movie in the Iron Man trilogy, yum, 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 and yum. the first of Phase two. <laughs> And so, Nick, what is let's let's I, I hear the microwave ding and let's take it out. Let's service up your your newly hot take. <laughs> and boy, was it yum 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 yum. I uh, I really enjoyed this one. I I really like. I'm fine. So I found that I really enjoy the Iron Man character. I enjoy yeah. the the movies that are uh, that revolve around him. Um, the humor is always there. Robert Downey Jr. is just awesome to watch. Um, I love the technology. It's kind of like he's there, like the the James Bond uh, in in the MCU. Uh, like he, you know, James Bond always has like cool gadgets and yeah. stuff. So like Iron Man always has like the cool new little gadgety thing that's I, gonna yeah. be neat. 
That's in- yeah, that's an interesting uh, take on it. Yeah, I so, like that. So like, I I just I love seeing like what what the next suit is going to be, and this this one in particular, like I more than got my wish because this is like the point. You know, a big plot point is that there's tons and tons of suits. Oh yeah, lots of lots of gadgets, and each yeah. one has a specific S- function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Uh huh. Well, let's um let's move into the recap. Okay. Um, if you were like us and you did not just watch this film, uh, we're gonna kind of break <laughs> down the plot elements. For you, so and actually, it's going to be Nick. So Nick, take it away. So, Thor is a <laughs> god. Oh no, <laughs> Thor doesn't feature in this movie. All right, I'm going to take it from you. No, I'm just kidding. You go. So, uh, um, Tony Stark is a man made of iron. Oh no. He. Uh, so we start in 1999. Is that That's right? right? Hey, there you go. It's a, it's a flashback, <laughs> and uh, so he he's at this party. I think it's a New Year's party. And he meets this woman who's like some sort of uh, scientist, like a biologist or a botanist or something. Mm-hmm. And she's working with plants and she has this uh, some sort of research into like healing, repa- uh, healing damaged um, like plant limbs and stuff. And right. so the idea is that the, like there's uh, potential there to for like tissue and bone repair and regeneration. And like there's a lot of potential for for human um, mm-hmm. trials and, and, and usage. And and then. Uh, we also meet, and her name's Maya. Yeah, Maya. Wait, I got it. Maya Hansen. That's right. Oh, I, I I remember it. You know, I always have to have a little thing to help me remember the names. Yeah. This is what I asked my wife every day. I said, "Am I uh, handsome?" Okay, I, that's a that's a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> and so then they meet, and so I don't have a good one for this, so I don't remember his name. Uh, wait, no, I remember it. What is that? Killian. Killian, yeah, that's his last name. What's okay. his first name? J- uh, j- 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 nope. Uh, ch- Johnny Chimpo. Not Johnny Chimpo. Uh, very close though. Oh, he isn't. Aldrich. Oh, right. Aldrich Killian. That's what I was. I just couldn't pronounce it. I thought it was Johnny Chimpo. <laughs> um, no, it's actually pronounced Aldrich. A lot of people make that mistake. Yeah, it's it's misleading because it is spelled J O H N N Y C H I M P O. Yeah, pronounced uh, Aldrich. It's so, German. He uh he he's like a little nerdy guy and he's got um you know messed up teeth and big glasses. Uh, so I will say that their attempt to make Guy Pierce look kind of like a, a little nerdy guy was a little laughable. It was kind of like the like you know 10 things I hate about you like yeah. you know the the hot girl but she's not hot cuz she has her hair in a ponytail and wears glasses. Right, yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, the like, she's all that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he, you know, you could definitely see the bone structure and you're like, no, this dude's probably pretty good looking. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but, you know, they did what they could. They right. had him hunched over. He's got like a cane. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got some sort of something wrong with his leg. Is it a leg? A leg or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's some sort of disability. And, and but he's also real like just over eager and super happy to meet Tony Stark. Yep. Who and he's 19- trying to get him to like support this research he's doing. Right? Yeah, he's he's got a what he calls I think he calls it a think tank uh-huh. called um Advanced Idea Mechanics. Uh-huh. AIM. AIM. And if you uh if you read the comics, which I know you don't, AIM is a um should tip you off because AIM is a is a bad guy organization oh. in the comics. It's very bad. So, so he's he's starting it up in nineteen ninety nine and he says, Hey Tony, Stark and Maya, uh let's uh why don't you join it? And mm-hmm. they he blows them off. Yeah. He's like, buzz off, loser. Buzz off, Aldrich. Buzz Aldrin itch. There's a, there's a buzz Aldrin. There's something there. there. There's something there. So, <laughs> Johnny Chimpo. So, he, uh, so at this point, um, we kind of get some back. So now we're back in present day. Yeah. 
and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Sorry, uh, Tony Stark. Yeah, uh, has pretty much like PTSD from the events that took uh, of uh, the Avengers movie. The, That's right. The attack on New York. It's been six months. Six and he's, months. He's having a hard time. Yep. Um, because he almost died. It was very traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was you know. He 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 came up across a challenge that he couldn't do on his own. Yep. And it terrified him. Yep. It, if, yeah, if he didn't have a team, up. then it he would have died. It yep. wouldn't have worked. Yep. Yeah. And that's challenging, like his inherent worldview. Yeah. And not just that he would have died, but like maybe the world would have. Yeah, yeah. It would have been real, real bad if yeah. he failed. Mm-hmm. And he would have if it wasn't for the team. So he's like, we got to fix this. Yep. So uh, you find out that he, as sort of a coping mechanism, has been building iteration after iteration of new suits. Yeah. And he's working on the 42nd yes. suit in, uh, during the sequence. And so for, you know, just for context, do you remember what suit he was on in Avengers? Like, I don't know, four or five? Seven. Seven, okay. Yeah, he, that was the Mark Seven when he uh, he gets thrown out of the building by Loki. So he's he's built... 35-some 30, uh, suits yeah. in six months, which is crazy. That's insane. Yeah. And, Considering uh, the first, like, three years, he built seven. Yeah. And so it, it kind of goes, it shows in, like, that sequence where he's, like, he's testing this new suit, which is, like, all the pieces, like, fly towards him and assemble, like, yeah. on him at high velocity. Yeah. And they, like, each have their own, like, rocket system. Yeah. Whereas... We've seen this kind of rapid deployment suit before. That's what Seven was. But Seven kind of came in one big package. Uh-huh. And so this would be each individual part can do its own thing. And so you sort of see how he's been able to make all these um, iterations so quickly is that he's testing them in a very dangerous manner. Like, yeah. you know, Jarvis, his little robot guy, mm-hmm. like warns him, like, you know, this is not safe yeah. to test this yeah and he does it anyway and it you know works po- it it like you know he winds up slamming himself across the room yeah yeah exactly and uh so you know it's not it's not like a healthy coping mechanism that right. he's doing he's like, definitely pushing himself yeah and too you know, hard and, yeah and too far mm-hmm. but he, he doesn't know what else to do and he also doesn't seem to be aware that he is experiencing you know, symptoms of PTSD. He just knows something's wrong. There's this scene where he's sleeping and um, he's having like a fitful like night of sleep and he like wakes up and, <clears throat> uh, oh, uh, Pepper is trying to wake him up. She's mm-hmm. like shake, trying to shake him awake and he's like kind of resisting it. And you see a, one of the suits grab Pepper because uh, he's like interpreting her as like attacking him yeah. or whatever. And she freaks out, and that wakes him up, and he he stops the suit. But you see that um, this is you get the sense that he's actually using AI to control these suits. This is uh-huh. the first time we've seen that. Yeah, where he's he can be not in the suit, and the suit is doing things doing on its stuff. own. Yeah, and he had triggered some sort of so in his sleep because of how stressed he was. Right, they like it sensed his distress and was like, "Oh, I need to go help him." Yep, and so that's you know and pretty so scary that incident and like the whole thing but that incident in particular like it is causing a ton of tension between him and, and pepper yeah she's not she's not into his his coping mechanism yeah no and i have to say to be fair she doesn't seem to be particularly sympathetic to what he's going through yeah or understanding i guess or maybe right. cognizant of would be the fairest yeah way. she doesn't yeah. seem to understand how deeply 
yeah. you know, this is messing with him. Mm-hmm. And I guess he's internalizing it all. He's probably not talking to her about it. I'm sure, yeah. <coughs> so, you know, uh, so Tony Stark's a troubled man. Yes. Um, so I, I guess this is when we sort of see... Um, the, where do we go to now? So the next this thing is, Mandarin, is right? we become aware of these terrorist attacks yeah. that are happening all over the place. And this uh, terrorist na- going by the Mandarin mm-hmm. who is uh, who is taking credit for these attacks yep. and these big explosions. And Tony Stark is kind of thinking like, well, you know, like this will be a good thing to get my mind off creating suits and I can solve a problem. Uh-huh. So he starts investigating, um, you know, the Mandarin attacks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, is this where we get to Happy? Yes. Following, so Happy is now like the head of security at Stark Industries or Stark yeah. Tower or something. Yeah. And uh, seems because, to be really enjoying it, which is great because he he was his bodyguard. Yeah. And he's talking about how he he tells people he's Iron Man's bodyguard and they laugh in his face. You yeah. Because he's like, what you know? Yeah. He's like the toughest guy around. Like, uh-huh. what am I going to be doing? So uh-huh. that's when he gets a, a well-deserved promotion yeah. to do something else. And he works more for Pepper now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he ends up, um, and there's some really funny stuff with, with him about yeah. like the ID badges. And, mm-hmm. um, as always, uh, he does, he's a nice comic relief. Um, in a movie that's already very comedic. But it is, yeah. Like the, the, the true comedic lead, Robert Downey Jr., you know, is in this traumatic state. So yeah. like, I think it's it really needed a little bit of lightning I agree with the yeah. scene. And, and so what's happening is I forgot about this. Um, Happy is oh, maybe you're getting to it. I'll let you keep going. Yeah. So he he um, winds up trailing um, this guy. So the guy is he came with Aldrich Kill. Right, right, right. So that's Aldrich comes and meets with Pepper. And he's like looking like Guy Pierce now. Yep. He's, he's got, got a looks nice all fancy. Suit and he's, he's got like a nice presentation to yeah. try and essentially one last time to get them to join AIM. Yeah, exactly. And he's. I, I can't remember if he mentions. They're specifically working on like brain. Yes, that's uh, right. Yeah, healing and, yeah. and stuff. And Pepper rejects it like out of hand. She's like, "This isn't super ethical." Yeah, and, like, yeah. This is a. This is has some. This is problematic. Right. We're not interested. Yep. And so that that and the guy, yeah. So like this bodyguard guy whose name is uh, Sav Sav Savin, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Savin. Yeah. And um. Yeah, that's, so, that's right, yeah. So uh, Happy decides to tail him. Because he's shifty. Yep, and so he tails him to this kind of like little... Um, the Chinese theater. Yeah, okay. Yep. In L.A., yeah. Yeah, and it's like the little sort of outdoors mm-hmm. lobby. Yeah. Um, what would you call it? Like uh, a courtyard. Courtyard, almost, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot of people around, and so he sees uh, the Savin guy meet up with uh, what looks to be like an army veteran, mm-hmm. um, you know, somebody who doesn't look completely stable to begin with. Yeah. And... Uh, Apparently does some sort of like injection or something happens. He's uh, looks like it's almost like a drug deal of some sort, yeah. you know. And he, the guy looks like he's kind of Jones in. Yeah, like it's it's it, we don't know what's going on though. It's weird. Uh huh. And then um, the guy sort of turns red and explodes. He explodes, and Happy is very badly injured yep. in the explosion. He's put into a coma, right? Yeah. And uh, the other guy Savin walks away unharmed. Yep. Um, and so we're left. All like, huh? What's going on? We're like, what? And Tony Stark's like, oh no. And he's like, uh, uh, uh. There's, there's a whole lot of um, little uh, wagging fingers going on in Big this time. room. Yeah, at, at this point, yeah, it's most of the movie. Yeah. So he, what does he do? So uh, he, stu- he like, uh, he does this pretty cool thing where he, I guess there's security footage or something, and he like pretty much recreates like a 3D 
version of this courtyard mm-hmm. to like investigate what's going on. Yeah. And so he realizes that in like the moments before Happy sort of like collapses, he's pointing at something. Yeah. And so he like zooms in and figures out that it's a set of dog tags with mm-hmm. a name on it. And so it's the name of that soldier. And so yeah. he's got something to research, something to go on. Yeah. And so, uh, and I forget exactly how he started investigating some of the other explosions via like thermal signatures. Yep. Uh, across, so he he looks at he notices the the thermal signature is very 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 high yep. for a normal explosion. Yeah, and so he looks at um, everywhere that Hot had explosion. That. Yeah, and everywhere that's had one of those explosions, and then he takes out the known Mandarin attacks, and he's left with one that happened before any of the Mandarin attacks happened, and he uh, decides, and it's in Tennessee. Yep. So he's like, okay, he's checking it out, and he's he's, he's like, maybe I'm going to go to Tennessee. Yep. But before this happens, though, he goes on TV because he's asked about because Happy you know, yeah. did it. And they're yeah, like, and he, he makes what like are you going to do public, about the Mandarin? Uh, he calls, he calls out him out. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, he's, he gives, gives him, him his, his address. His home address, yeah. yeah. And he's like, I, I think you're too much of a wimp to do anything. Yeah. And uh, it turns out uh, he was wrong. Yep. Because while he's doing this investigation – uh, he gets attacked. Yeah, some some crazy helicopters show up mm-hmm. and blow his mansion up. Yeah, which I I kind of thought was interesting and, and unexpected, and maybe it was just like Tony's like reliance or confidence in his suits. Like I just figured he would have more like actual like defenses around. Yeah, his anti aircraft. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. just automated stuff. And I guess that just goes to like he he's not thinking clearly yeah you know he's not thinking big big picture he knew his his house wasn't secured like that and he calls this terrorist out he's being reckless and dangerous and he is also cocky he's like i don't need an automated you know yeah i've got my suit it's me i i got it i can handle anything right and we find out this he does not handle it no (laughs) yeah he does not stop the attack and they destroy his house yep and maya uh shows up sort of unexpectedly um, I guess to try and warn him, but yeah. that's sort of su- suspect. So Maya and Pepper just barely managed to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, he puts the suit on Pepper to help get her yeah. out of harm's way. And then uh, I guess he winds up in the suit after that. Mm-hmm. And th- as the house like collapses into the, the ocean. And the suit doesn't have like weapons capability yet. Right. It's not fully functional, so he's not very effective. So he fi- he's he manages to... like. I think he like blows up a couple of the choppers and, but they succeed, you know, mm-hmm. they've, and he falls into the ocean. He manages to not die. Yeah. Um, oh, Jarvis like saves him. Cause yeah. he like, he passes out. Right. So it's like the AI mm-hmm. uh, running. It's a cool scene where because of the way he built this Mark 42 that has like individual pieces that can like break off and they all have little jet rockets. The hand of his suit comes off and, turns into like a, a like almost like somebody else's hand to pull him out so like yeah. he basically pulls himself, himself out, out. the yeah. suit pulls itself out yeah which is really neat it uses the rockets on the on the hand piece to, uh-huh. to grab his other hand and pull him out but i think this is all happening with tony stark unconscious yeah um and then jarvis because he'd been prepared a flight plan for tennessee mm-hmm. jar and jarvis is a little wonky yeah he uh because of the new suit and power levels and everything he he just is like oh, okay well we'll just go that's there. what we're doing yeah. yeah so he flies him to tennessee and that's when he wakes up and yeah. so he fig- he realizes he's out in the middle of nowhere in the snow people think he's dead with it yep and uh it's just him and a dead suit 
yeah the suit there's a funny scene where he's talking to jo- oh wait no that's later we'll, we'll get to that uh so anyway he and so he's no suit the suit doesn't have enough power to get him back to california yep so he drags it into town finds like a little garage or something and immediately starts working on the the suit like a like a madman yeah yeah. Like, l- let me just find any shelter. <laughs> yeah. Let's just trespass wherever I feel. Yeah. He's like, I could buy this house. If it, <laughs> if it becomes a problem, yeah. I'll just buy it. <laughs> That's how he handles his problems. But he, I guess he doesn't want to call and let people know he's safe because then they'll just try to kill him again. But he does leave a message for Pepper somehow. But, but like, it's some sort of like, he does. But it's like some sort of encrypted, like, okay. you know. So she doesn't think he's dead. But he doesn't like, just like call up and be like, hey, can you send me... It's a car to come get me. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, you know. He sort of, I think he sees this moment as like a potential advantage. Yeah, because, yeah, he he can't, they can't attack him if yep. he's dead. Right. And so he's like, I, I can continue my work and, yeah. you know. And I'm sure in his mind, like, just like I planned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which so, is not true. So what he, he winds up, um, it, sure enough, the, the house that he, or the garage that he co-ops and finds a semi half working workshop in wow it's not abandoned after all somebody <laughs> you know yeah. lives owns here it and lives here yeah. and uh, apparently it's a little boy um mm-hmm. i guess does he live with his, his parents or his grandma his or something mom. his mom okay who we never see right i don't think so um so she, you know he's like a latchkey kid yeah yeah he's yeah, yeah, very yeah. precocious yep so she works two jobs or something yeah and, yeah 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 um yep and he's very smart um, so he's building like crazy potato guns and yeah, all um, kinds of cool science experiments. So stuff. he he knows immediately who it is, mm-hmm. and uh, he's who, who says it to him. He's like the whole world thinks you're dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but Tony sort of insists on like pretending that he's not. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that's part of it. Is like this is an opportunity for him to not be Iron Man and to mm-hmm. not be Tony Stark for yeah. just a little while. Yeah. And so he keeps calling him, he like goes by this persona of the mechanic. Yeah. 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 And I feel like that's like a healing time for him. I agree. You know, he's able to like reset. Oh, and at this point he's figured out that he's having panic attacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he has one there when like the kid starts asking him about New York Yeah, and he mm-hmm. has a really bad one. And I think the kid is like, you're having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of like gets it. It's like, okay, I'm, I, he like accepts that mm-hmm. yeah. there's something broken or not in the misfiring in his brain right. that he needs to address and mm-hmm. acknowledge. Right. And like, I think that's like a huge first step mm-hmm. and just like being there and working on his suit, sort of like getting, and like, that's a lot of this character. Like when he faces crisis, a lot of times it's when he gets back to basics, mm, like in yeah. Iron Man two, when he like, yeah, when he, kind of goes back and like builds something in his shop is mm-hmm. when you really see him as his his best like his mind is working at it that's how he works through his issues yeah you know all of his issues yeah like he, he's like i'm gonna solve a problem and so instinctively that's what he was doing and building all of those suits yeah he's he like there's, i know yeah. there's something wrong so let me work on these suits but yeah. he wasn't addressing the actual issue because yeah. he wasn't admitting it yeah but now that he's admitted it and he's also kind of like got an actual real big problem to solve now he's sort of like able to sort of reconcile the healing process with this new mission so to speak um which is interesting like the idea that like the soldier that can never not be a soldier Mm -hmm. like it's actually kind of a sad idea yeah that like he wouldn't be able to heal from his ptsd without another war to fight yeah you Mm -hmm. know yeah um so that's a fascinating idea well, his, his mind, he's like, just one more, and this will be the last one. Yeah. You know, I can fix it this time, yeah. you know, and, but, you know, will it ever, will that really be the last one? Right. You know, it'll always be something. It's a very interesting, 
um, arc for Tony. Uh-huh. I'll say that. Like it's, you know. But we'll we'll uh, yeah, we'll uh, yeah. Get to that a little bit. yeah. yeah. Um, so 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 uh, he manages to kind of repatch the suit and power it up or something. I, don't, I can't remember exactly what happens. Uh, no, he's still working on the suit and it's charging or something. Yeah, and there, that this is the, f- the funny thing I wanted to mention. And he's Jarvis is still a little mixed up, and he's talking like Jarvis is talking to them and mentioning how he is having a problem. He can he can talk, but uh, he gets the words mixed up. So he says, <laughs> yeah. "So I'll say a sentence, and I'll at the end of it, I'll say the wrong cranberry." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's a neat little. Yeah bit of humor there but so but he continues his investigation because tennessee is where he wanted to go anyway right so he this is where he kind of checks out the site of the first um anomaly heat Uh anomaly that wasn't claimed by the mandarin yeah and it turns out it's thought of as a a suicide like a an army veteran committed suicide Uh and blew up a building and killed a bunch of other vets but the mother doesn't believe that she's like i don't think my son would have done that yeah and so he looks at it sees the army connection yep Get some files from the mom and re- and makes a connection to Extremis. Uh-huh. He said all these guys were part of Extremis. He remembers it from 1999, and it was a plan to like regrow or like uh, yeah regrow limbs lost in uh, for army veterans. And so at this point, he also realizes that the mother wasn't expecting to meet someone in this bar where he yeah. runs into her and she yeah. had this file ready to give to somebody she assumes that it's him yeah and so he sort of that's how he kind of gets it he plays yeah. along with it but yeah and the person that she was actually supposed to meet shows up yeah and um she uh claims to be homeland security mm-hmm. tries to arrest tony then yeah. winds up like shooting the sheriff yeah the, the sheriff's like no it doesn't work like that yeah. you gotta go through me or whatever and then it turns into this big fight and it turns out that she is um an aim operative or, yes yeah uh, just like seven her and her name is brand brant yeah and she's she's also yeah like a, a bad dude uh-huh uh dudette dudette and uh dude dude deuteronomy mm-hmm. and so it you kind of learn a little bit more about the extremist thing like they've both been in both Savin and Brant have been injected with this and it clearly makes you very strong, mm-hmm. almost impervious to damage yeah. that would otherwise be um, fatal or... Cause you, yeah, you regrow your limb, but then like that also means like if your limb gets caught, hacked off, you regrow that again. Yeah. And like, but also any damage. Yeah. Like, so you're almost immortal. It's intensely regenerative. Yeah. But it also generates a lot of heat. Yeah. And so they're able to like melt things and and burn things, mm-hmm. um, and 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 it seems like Savin and Brant have a degree of control over it. Where yeah. the ones that don't are the ones that explode. Yep, because they can't handle it. Yeah, they can't. What's the word he says? Can you? Oh, he says something to the guy at the Chinese theater. Yeah. Can you regulate or something like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like their code for uh-huh. like keep it under control. Um. So anyway, it it turns into a big fight. Yep. With those guys and Tony Stark, who does not have a suit. Yep. And so he, this is also like sort of like the James Bond, yeah, MacGyver connection yeah. where uh-huh. he's just like, he's got like such a brilliant mind. He's just sort of like problem solving on the fly and sort of coming up with these like, you know, booby traps of the stuff that's around. And yeah. so he eventually, um, does he, he, did, I can't remember, does he kill her or just hurts her enough to escape? No, he does kill her. By putting like the dog tags in a microwave yeah. and like l- like leaking gas from yeah. like a stove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, it does an explosion. Yeah, because yeah. 
because he can't he can't damage her like because he tries a couple different ways to damage her and she's super strong yeah and he and that's when he realizes like okay well, i cannot and that sends her out into like an electrical wire that's and that's what, what kills her yeah. she gets electrocuted or something yeah which i guess is like t- enough to mm-hmm. you know yeah there's 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 like you c- they can be killed but it takes like something a real lot. excessive yeah. yeah like you have to do a ton of damage all at once and then he thinks oh mm, i don't remember so then the other one, the other guy, Savin, is chasing after the little kid. They get somehow get tangled up. The kid gets away, and he then pulls down the water tower. Yeah. He okay. Like, yeah. Like, it's really cool looking. He like melts the leg of the water tower and then like yanks it down, mm. and um, then he goes up to because he's mobile. He's a mobilized Iron Man, Tony Stark, and he goes up to him to shoot him. Mm-hmm. But then Tony Stark has like a repulsor thing in his yeah like and in blast him in the head yeah and does a little and it, you get the sense it's a single use because he like yeah. he drops it after that it's useless right shoots the guy in the head supposedly killing him mm-hmm. but doesn't yeah doesn't kill him just it just disables him for a short amount of time um so it w- but we get the sense it would have killed somebody else oh yeah absolutely yeah. so you kind of get the so you know how powerful mm-hmm. this thing is this extremist yeah. thing mm-hmm. um and uh, I guess at this point we talk about what's going on with the Mandarin and stuff. Um, so he, so oh, go ahead. Rhodes, um, uh, they've they've sort of tracked like an IP address or something, and I think they know where the Mandarin is. And so he goes off flying off to the Middle East. Rhodes has been rebranded as Iron Patriot, yep. instead of War Machine. And that was like the their the sort of laughed off response to the Mandarin stuff was mm. just sort of this blind show of force mm-hmm. or just like this weirdly patriotic show of force mm-hmm. that everyone kind of was like that's not anything yeah um but so they send him off um and he like s- you know breaks into this like garment shop with uh yeah. you know all these women working and he's like this is not this is not anything yeah um and then uh, I forget exactly how he gets captured, but he gets captured. That was a trap. And so there were one of the people who's like, because they're all wearing burkas. Yeah. And one of the people is one of the extremist people in disguise. Ah, right. And they they get him, like they get close to him because all the women That's in right. are walking like, past him. Uh-huh. And this guy gets real clo- close enough to quickly disable the suit with their heat. Yeah. Before he has a chance to know what's going on. Yeah. So he's he's captured. Uh-huh. And, but meanwhile, Tony Stark... Knowing he's got to get out of Tennessee because they know he's there, he tracks the Mandarin like broadcast to mm-hmm. Miami as well. So he he ends up in Florida, the same place that Rhodes is being held at. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, is this where he finds the Mandarin? Yes, and he. Okay. But but talk about how how he gets in the building first. Oh right, so so he this is yet another like he so he you know he doesn't have access to a suit. But he does have access to a shop, and yeah. so he's built all of these sort of like little homemade weapons, uh, very like Home Alone, yeah. kind of like yeah. He's got like a shock glove, mm-hmm. <coughs> like a dart gun, and yeah, all this, cool, all this stuff. cool stuff. He like built out of like stuff from like Home Depot or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's awesome. It's one of my favorite sequences. And so he infiltrates this place and is just taking out guards left and right, mm-hmm. um, and he gets in. And then he meets the Mandarin, and he's like, mm. oh, man, it's going to go down. Yeah. And he's about to take this guy out, and then he realizes that uh, he is just an actor. He's mm-hmm. just an English actor Yeah. Um, who doesn't know anything about what's going on. He's basically like a drunk and a drug addict Yeah. Um, who is kept happy with 
you know, alcohol and drugs and, and yeah. women and yeah. whatever he wants mm-hmm. uh, in return for this role of yeah. playing this terrorist. Yeah. And uh, that he works for um, Killian. Killian, yep. And uh, so it's, you know, Tony's starting to put it together mm-hmm. um, that uh, all of these so-called terrorist attacks are cover mm. for the extremist project going bad. Yes. And that, you know, uh, Killian doesn't want that out because it would, you know, You're right. jeopardize his company and, and the, the the further research that he wants to do. But he's, but he's not, him and Maya are not able to fix this problem. Yeah. They're, there is a fundamental flaw in extremists that they just can't get a handle on. And so Maya thinks that with Tony's help, they could fix it yeah of course tony's not interested yeah and i'm skipping ahead there a little bit but no no, that's about next because he tony does get eventually gets captured yep so after he finds mandarin they they get they overpower him and lock him in a dungeon and that's when killian tells them all this yeah and they find him so it's killian and maya together and then killian i guess doesn't see eye to eye with maya either because he shoots her mm-hmm. and uh man didn't see that coming he reveals to Tony in this scene too that they have captured Pepper Potts. Yep. While he was away, they got her, and sh- they show a little like uh, hol- hol- hologram. Yeah, and she's been infected with extremists. Yep. So infected she- is that the? I guess she's term? injected. Injected. Infected. Yeah. Infection. Injection. I think extremists is like they talk about it like it's like a virus. And really? Like, yeah, I okay. think so. Like a smart virus, but like it does a good thing instead of a bad thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but. It's uh, and so she's in, been injected with it, and the implication is she's gonna die. Yeah, she's, like gonna, she's not handling it well. Yeah, she's gonna explode. She's and getting so real hot. Killian did it so that Tony Stark would be motivated to help. Yeah, because he's like, okay, now that your girlfriend's gonna die, you, I, I'm guessing you will take this seriously and tr- fix it for us, basically. And he does indeed take it seriously, but he takes it seriously in that he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna murder all y'all and save her. And so, um. He gets out. He breaks free because he his suit is gradually getting enough power. <laughs> yeah, to, and he calls it from Tennessee, and it comes yeah. piece by piece. Yeah, that's a pretty good sequence. It's great. I love it when he's like, he does the math in his head of how long it would take the suit to fly from yeah, Tennessee. He hasn't quite done it right. Well, what happens is uh, Harlan had locked the the barn. <laughs> yeah, so they couldn't get out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he didn't account for that. Yeah, <laughs> so it had to spend an extra couple of minutes trying to figure out how to get out of the barn so it can fly to him, and that's yeah. what was taking a long time. But he's like telling the guards, like, any minute now, I'm gonna get the suit, and he's like, I'm gonna kill you first, you know, <laughs> or if you let me go right now, and he's like counting down, and nothing's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's very very funny. I love it. But eventually the suit does come, mm-hmm. and he gets out. And I lo- this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. That's what I think about every time when I think about Iron Man 3. But he gets to the last card. He like he gets a suit and just starts kicking their butts. And he's getting the suit piece by piece. So he's like, having like, every time he gets a new piece, he's more effective uh-huh. in the fight. Um, but he finally gets like almost all of it. And he's got the last guard cornered. Who was one of the original guards, right? Yeah. So I, we kind of have so. gotten a few lines from him. Yeah. He kinda, the audience knows who he is. And he when he realizes that all the other guards have been killed by Iron Man... He just like he puts his hands up and he's like, "This place is so weird." Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I was gonna quit anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and just leaves. <laughs> and Tony Stark's like, "Okay, that's that's good enough." Yeah, <laughs> I just I love it so much. And uh, I I like that because you know a lot of these type of movies, and I I'll draw another parallel to like old school James Bond movies yeah, where yeah. like you're he's you know going into like his nemesis's. Uh, uh, you know, secret lair and yeah. he's got all these henchmen and 
you know, but they just seem so fanatic. Like <laughs> yeah. they're all willing to die just throwing themselves at the hero. Yeah. And I, I like that the idea is like, you know, probably a lot of these guys are just hired guns. Yeah. It's just a job for this guy. Yeah. And he's like, it's not he's, worth it. It's this. only, so, yeah, he's I, only going to take it so far. And I love that. Like you get the sense too, like the, this has been brewing. You yeah. know, he's like, these guys are nuts. Yeah. You know? like, I don't want to work here. <laughs> He'd already like put, sent his resume out a couple places. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not going to get killed by Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. I've got to rethink my life. So he meets up with Rhodey who also escaped. And yeah. um, so you get to see both of them without their suits. Yeah. Being pretty awesome. And so the big plan is that Killian um, has sent the uh, his uh, Savin yeah. uh, in the War Patriot. Was it Patriot? I- Iron, Iron Patriot. Patriot yeah, that's why they stole the suit in Air Force One with the president to kill the president. And and uh, I think that uh, Rhodes and Tony um, deduce this. Yeah, they somehow know. And there's some little twist here, like, and I don't remember the clever bit. So what happens is. Um, they send. They think it's. They think it's. It's Rhodey, but it's. I. It's. It's Savin in, yep. in the Iron Patriot suit. So they get on Air Force One, and um, he's going to. You think he's going to kill the president, mm-hmm. but it turns out he just wants to capture him. Capture him because they're going to kill him in, in sort of a big televised, a televised public thing. thing. So um, so Rhodes calls the vice president to warn him of it. Yeah, so they might be making a play for you too. And you need to let Secret Service know, blah blah yeah. blah. And we see that he doesn't. Uh huh. He just goes back to celebrating Christmas with his family. Yep. And we find out that he's in cahoots with mm-hmm. Killian. We see that his one of his his daughter or whatever is missing a, a leg. leg. Yep. And so you think like, uh oh, this is yeah. you know, he's and uh so they send so so Iron Man goes up to Air Force One to try to save the president. Yep. So they kind of split up that way. And so um because well they have a decision to make do they save the president or do they try to save pepper mm-hmm. and so um we see he chooses to save the president mm-hmm. so he goes to air force one he's too late savin has blown like a hole in the thing and um so tony stark fights savin in the two suits but um tony's able to overpower him yep. he kills savin for good yep blows a hole through his chest yeah that seems to do it and uh but that'll do it but the president's gone Yep. The president's already gone. And there's a bunch of civilians and other like 13 people. 13 people got blown out the of the plane. airplane. So he has to go save them. And this is another one of my favorite sequences of the film. Yep. Um, I was watching the behind the scenes on this. This is actually, they were going to do everything on a green screen, you know, like, you know, hang people down and all this stuff. Uh-huh. But the, um, the special effects guy was like, you know, I know some like air diving people. Like, let's, let's do it practically. Yeah. So they like did like 600 different jumps. Wow. And like, they like tested it. They got all these, so all those extras are like professional skydivers. Wow. And they built special suits, um, with hidden parachutes. Cool. So they're all have hidden parachutes and yeah, they're, they're doing, that's a real stunt in the air. Yeah. And, um, the only thing that's fake about it is they did it over, you know, probably out over some farmland or whatever. And right. they just like, they changed the background to make it look like Florida. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's real. Like they're really falling Yeah. and it's just amazing uh-huh. what they did and, uh, to make that practical. So he, he finds out he can only save, well, he, he, he has Jarvis count. He says, how many are falling? And Jarvis is like 13. And he says, well, how many can I carry? 
and he's like four uh-huh. so he has to again even though now he's got the suit it's still not enough so yeah. he has to come up with this plan where they all like grab each other yeah. and like slow each other down and he uses and, like electrical current yeah. to like sort of like so to keep them from holding them on yeah. yeah it's really it's a cool thing and he he calls it like uh, monkeys in a barrel yep. and he's grabbing them all and manages to slow them down enough that he can safely drop them all in the water yep which i uh, is one of my least favorite parts of the movie <laughs> uh there's no way he could have slowed them down enough that they wouldn't have just like crushed all of their bones hitting that water. Well, there's a lot of issues in Iron Man. There's a lot of comic book physics with yeah. inertia and yep. you know, just like in, in, in Avengers when he gets thrown out of the building yeah. and the suit saves him. Like the suit could maybe have made that stop and kept him from hitting the sidewalk, but Tony Stark would be liquid in that suit yeah. from the fall. There's so there's a little bit of comic book physics going uh-huh. on with falls, but that's just the way it is, you yeah. know, with Superman is the same way. When he catches someone, he would instantly kill them right. with the force. Yeah, you know, yeah, just, yeah. You gotta kind of let that go. Break in half. Exactly. Yeah. It's not fun. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll let it go. But what what's the real capper for this scene is as soon as he like he saves everybody and he like, goes to turn and he's like, okay, now we have to go get Pepper and we're gonna do this. And he flies in front of a highway and a big and he truck gets hit hits by him a truck. Yeah. and explodes into a million pieces. Uh huh. And it's such a moment where you're like, oh, no, <laughs> did Iron Man just die because he got hit by a truck? And you realize that he'd been remotely piloting it yeah. from uh, like a boat or something uh-huh. that was going to save Pepper. So they were doing both at the same time. Yeah. I uh, thought that was pretty cool. Really cool sequence. So that was a little twist. Um, so he manages to save Pepper. They um, And they go after the president um, because Killian has announced that he's going to kill him on um, like live TV or something. Yeah. It's this big stunt. And Pepper's there with him. Yeah. She's at the, uh, it's the, um, it's like this oil tanker. This that's right. That's yeah. right. So they haven't saved Pepper yet. So it's, she's there also. She's there, yeah. And so uh, Ro- Rhodes goes after Pepper, I think. Rhodes goes after the president. Press president, yep. And and uh, so they're also there, like, not in their suits. So they're kind of, like, fighting these bad guys who mm-hmm. can, you know, regenerate. They're, yeah, superhumans. Yeah. And so it's this cool, like, fire sequence, mm-hmm. you know, firefight kind of up and down these catwalks. And and then Tony calls in some air support. Yep. He calls in all of his suits. Yeah. What does um, he call it? Uh, do you remember what he calls it? Uh, no. House party protocol. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> and pretty so funny. he calls in all, like, 30-some suits to come. And they're automated. They're flying around an AI. But then, like, he's jumping in, in them, too, and using them. Yeah. And there's a great scene when Rhodey's like, okay, I'm ready. Give me a suit. And he has his like arms out, you yeah. know, and Tony's like, oh, they're all coded to me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Rhodey has to do his part without a suit. Yeah. But Tony does get one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is where you see all of his crazy suits. Like mm-hmm. this one is good at like, I mean, it's, it's very much like, I, I immediately thought of like Futurama, like yeah. Bender, like specialized robots. Yeah, like, exactly. This one's clampy and this one's Bender. <laughs> and, you yeah. know? So, um, so he goes to get Pepper, and she's survived so far, mm-hmm. uh, the extremist stuff. Um, Killian's there, and they fight. Killian kind of overpowers them. Remember, he's like kind of like melting a suit with his finger. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, things go haywire, and Pepper ends up falling to her death. Yep, she falls into the, like a fiery explosion. Yeah, really high up. And you're like, dang! Yeah, and so then Tony's like... Now it's personal. It wasn't before. Yeah, it wasn't before. And so he's fighting Killian and because Rhodes has saved the president at this point. Um, but So you think he's got him. He like makes the one of his suits. Is it the 42? I think he makes the suit attached to 
Killian yeah. and then self-destruct. That's like, right. Oh, yeah. he's got him. Yeah. And it's still not enough. Still not enough. Um, Which I thought that was pretty cool. And I, I, cool. I like all the, the effects there. You know, he, he's basically like a boiling lava monster yeah. at this point that yeah. he's fighting. Yeah. He can like <laughs> breathe fire. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Um, but it turns out Pepper survived the fall yep. due to her extremists. So she kills them. Yep. With part of the suit. Which is pretty cool. I like yeah. that. It's a really awesome sequence. So she like kicks the missile at him and like blows it up. Yeah. Yeah. So Killian's dead and the president's saved. The vice president goes to jail. Mm-hmm. And so does so does the, the actor. Yep. Because he was complicit. Yep. You know, that's not a good excuse. I didn't know what was going on. You yeah. Knew. He, he, knew. he knew. He knew enough. Yeah. Um, And so what happens at the very end? Do you remember? So, yeah. At the very end, um, so they guess they stabilize Pepper's extremists. Yeah. But presumably she now has, like, superpowers. But maybe, the, maybe, like, they had to tone it down. It. They a had bit. to get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. They don't, they don't, re- I don't, well, they don't really address it in this movie. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Um, and then he also has surgery to finally get those little pieces of shrapnel out of his uh, body or his heart yeah. or wherever they, it is. That's right. And so he can get rid of the little arc reactor that's been in his chest the whole time. That yeah. iconic, yeah. you know, thing. Um, it, which is like a nicer metaphor of like him. You know, because he could have done that a long time ago. Yeah. But it, it required trusting someone else to do something. Yeah. You know, which he just has such a hard time doing. Mm-hmm. So that's like a nice little metaphor of him submitting to the idea that he can't do everything himself. Yeah. He needs other people's help. Um, that, you know, he, he... So this arc reactor in his chest has been... He it finally admits it's not a solution. It's been a stopgap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he finally gets these pieces of shrapnel taken out. Which he, I think they say, like, at some point, he could have had done from the beginning. Yeah. But he's mm-hmm. like, no, no, this is my solution. My solution, like, right. you know, holds them in stasis or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. So he finally uh, does that. Um, and he sort of throws the little arc reactor off the cliff where his house used to be, is mm-hmm. sort of, like, giving up this thing. So it's like, on one hand, he's giving up, like, this... this uh, piece of himself that's really defined mm-hmm. like who Tony Stark is Tony Stark slash Iron Man is you know this you know fierce independent streak like he's he's accepting you know that he needs others that he has to rely on others mm-hmm. you know to be successful and that's part of this but he's also like accepting that he's always Iron Man that's right that he didn't need that piece. He doesn't need the suits. Yeah. And we saw that in this movie. Like, he did a lot of it without the suits. Yeah. That he's Iron Man with or without the suit. Right. And um, something we didn't mention is at the end, he destroys all the, the remaining yes, suits. Yes, he blows all, the, well, all of them up. To show that he's, to kind of show that he's given up, yeah. you know, making that many. And, and also and, sort of shows that, like, you know, he's also sort of a metaphor to show that he's moved past his PTSD. Yes. Um, so... Um. Yeah. Uh. And then the very end. Yeah. He. He realized he's been sort of because the whole first part of the movie like is a long um, uh, voiceover. There's a lot of voiceover narratives, and you realize that he's been telling all of this to Bruce Banner, (laughs) who is asleep. Uh, I guess very bored. Yeah. With the long account. He says. He says to. So Tony says to Bruce, uh, where, where did I lose you? He's like, we were in Switzerland. I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the very beginning. <laughs> so, and oh, and, and Bruce is like, I'm not a therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing too. Um, but it's a nice little cameo yeah. there. It was fun. So that's the movie. Yeah. We did it. Um, 
So let's talk about it a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, we've talked about it a lot, actually. But let's. What are some other things we we haven't mentioned? Oh man. Um, well, uh, I think I, we can spend a little bit of time on it. But I just loved all the different suits. Yeah. Um, I think that was one of the highlights. Is just sort of like, it, they, like that must have been so much fun for the designers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you know to just be they just go crazy. We need a yeah. ton of these. Yeah. Come up exactly. with some wacko designs. Yeah. So like he had like crazy strong ones that were great for like lifting things yeah. and like really like one with like drill hands. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one that looked like it was like it could go to space. Yeah. You know? And you know he made that one you because know, because yeah. he was in space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I love it. Um, he. I, I like those suits, eight through forty-two. I think um, forty-two is awesome because we see it just doesn't quite work right. We see uh-huh. the the opening when he's getting it all attached to him. Uh, we see it break apart um, in the when he gets hit by that van, mm-hmm. and then at the end when he's almost all of his suits are, have been destroyed or damaged, and he's fighting Killian, and he reaches his hand out for Mark forty-two, finally joining the fight because Mark forty-two wasn't you know available mm-hmm. for this final fight, so it's finally repaired and joining after being hit by that car. Yeah, and it's like foot catches a bar and it just falls apart right before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's just like yeah. whatever. <laughs> he like rolls his eyes at it. You know, <laughs> I just I love that that callback. The Mark forty-two just doesn't quite work yeah. right. <laughs> He refers to it as the prodigal son. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty funny. One of the interesting things that we talk about it, we talked about it with Iron Man 2, and we talked about it with Avengers, um, the idea of civilian deaths. Yeah. And this movie is incredibly violent. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the first one that makes it explicit, like people are dying, you uh-huh. know, that are civilians. Like people yeah. who didn't ask for it are getting killed in these Mandarin attacks. Yeah. And so it really deals with that in a way that the other movies haven't. Yeah. Um, you see explosions, you see people running and screaming, but in this one, you know, people died. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, it's definitely a departure. Yeah. Uh, from these other ones. Well, I, I like, I think the series, and this is just my perception of it is, you know, li- like a lot of things, like say, take Harry Potter, you know, it starts off very kid friendly uh-huh. and as the characters age, yeah. so does the content. Sure. Yeah. And I feel like obviously we're not dealing with kids but i feel like the the content has slowly ramped up throughout mm. you know that first phase and i guess now we're in the second phase and maybe this marks like a a transition period yeah. like mm. you know where this is you know the reality of the world like yeah. this is not just like you know these actors on a separate stage right you know it's yeah. it's 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 you know in con- it's it's right in the middle of everything absolutely um if that wasn't abundantly clear in avengers you know absolutely i think um uh but there's a lot of comedy in it as well so it yeah. does blend yep. together pretty absolutely. well yeah 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 uh, another one of my favorite parts is when he's in a, a news van cuz he's trying oh, to track oh man we we skipped right over that yeah it's part of when he's trying to figure out where the mandarin transmissions are coming yeah. from and so he's <laughs> in the news van and uh this actor's name is adam pally and he's in, so great I we I just started watching um, Happy Endings, which is a show that came uh-huh. out in 2011, and Adam Pally was in that, oh, and nice. he's one of the main characters. He's very funny, uh-huh. and this whole sequence where he's like a super fan of Tony Stark. Yeah. So he's like a, a camera guy for like yeah. a news van, or, yeah. or you know, or, or like he runs a techie the guy, van. yeah, he's a tech guy, yeah. And he's got like the the goatee, yeah, and his like, hair, yeah. He's trying to look like him. He's got like a bad tattoo. Oh man, that tattoo is great because he just launches into it. He's like, I don't want to forget, but I'm gonna show you this tattoo. And uh, he looks, Robert Downey Jr. looks at it, he goes, Hispanic Scott Baio. And he's like, oh, wait, no, that's me? And 
and Hispanic Scott Mayo. And then Adam Polly like gets self conscious about it. He's like, "Yeah, it's not great. I had them base it off this doll I made." <laughs> and like, it's such a throwaway line, but it's insane. <laughs> yeah. The idea that he made a doll of Tony Stark yeah. and then brought it to the tattoo parlor. And, and instead like, of saying "put Tony Stark on me," was "put yeah. this on me." Right. He could have just got a picture of yeah. <laughs> Tony Stark. He's a very famous guy, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's based off this doll I made. <laughs> I love it. What a throwaway line. Perfect. But so he sort of, Tony, Tony sort of uses that uh, fandom to like yeah. have, you know, uh, <laughs> and the guy obviously wants to help him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the whole sequence is hilarious. <laughs> it's really good. Um, we talked about, um, you know, that's a, one of the big themes of the movie is Tony without a suit. Yep. And uh, creating all those gadgets. And I, I love that MacGyver sequence. Yeah. So. Well, I think uh, it's time for uh, MCU Pop Quiz. It's time for MCU Pop Quiz! So as we mentioned before, this is a re-record. Um, so you've actually heard this question before. I didn't come up with a new question. I guarantee you I'll still get it wrong. But I know you don't know the answer. So <laughs> so have I gotten any of these right yet? Uh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe a dedicated listener will tally it up, keep your score. Okay. But uh, you're, you're sh- shockingly low. <laughs> I, I can't think of one you've got right. <laughs> All right. Great. So uh, President Warren Ellis uh-huh. is named after who? A, a producer of the film. B, a comic book writer. C, Robert Downey Jr.'s nephew, or D, the film's original villain? Mm, I'm going to say a comic book writer. Oh, my gosh. Did I get it right? You got it right. Yeah! <laughs> what do I win? Nothing. So, oh, come on. You win a no prize. Um, that was something they would say in the in the 60s when people would write in and point out a, a plot hole in the comics or whatever. Yeah. Or like, what, mainly what it was, it was like... They're like, this was a plot hole. I don't understand how we got from A to B unless this happened. And if this happened, then I think it makes sense. Uh-huh. And so people would write in to kind of generously help them close the gaps. Yeah. You know, they're little fan theories sure. and stuff. And Stan Lee would, uh, would tell them, congratulations, that's correct. Like, <laughs> you got it. And you win a no prize. <laughs> And so that was what people wanted. Like, you know, that was nothing. He would yeah. just say it. And, but people, and, but it made, it caught on. It made people write in all the time. Uh, yeah. Like they would find these little, little mistakes and write it. So that's what you get a no prize. Okay. That's fun. <laughs> uh, so he's a comic book writer. He's the writer of the extremist storyline in the comics. So, okay. Um, a little different, but that's what this is based off of. Uh, so, so when this extremist storyline, was that an older storyline? Um, I think it's from around the 2000s. Oh, okay. So, so, so newer. It's newer, but still old, you know, and yeah. old when they did this, older, but yeah. not like from the 60s or right, 70s. Right. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the tri- trivia. Um, yeah. One of the b- original endings for this, they thought it would be kind of neat, was to have, because they had that space suit for Tony yep. Stark, that it would end with him instead of throwing the arc reactor into the sea. Hit, uh, him deciding to go into space and he was going to blast off into space and uh because originally he was going to be uh part of the guardians of the galaxy movie oh interesting he was going to make a cameo there huh and um i guess i mean i think they made a good decision to not bother i agree with that uh, we, we didn't really need that explicit connection yeah but it was going to end with him kind of going off into space and i you know i can't imagine how they could have worked that in like why why would he do that yeah you know but yeah um, I'm, I'm guessing, too, that was from a much earlier draft before Guardians of the Galaxy was written. Uh-huh. And they were just kind of talking about it. Because in the comics, um, Iron Man does, I think, meet up with the Guardians of the Galaxy at some point. 
Um, and of the people on Earth, he makes probably the most sense. Yeah. Um, to to meet up with them, but and I think they were really worried about a connection to the MCU for Guardians of the Galaxy. But uh-huh. of course, they totally went a different direction with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And, um, so they didn't end up doing it for this film. But that was something that was considered. That's fascinating. Um, they also were going to have him uh, in the film um, to kind of tie it together. Instead of him saying, like, I'll always be Iron Man, they were going to have it in with him saying, I'm Tony Stark. Oh, oh. Um, hmm. But, you know, it's because, you know, because the first film didn't with Iron, Iron, well, Iron, Iron Man. I, and I, I was going to mention it when we were talking about it earlier. I like that parallel. Like, he's he's making this claim in the first movie, I am Iron Man. And it's really not until this movie that he understands the implications of that statement. Yeah. And, and so he – and not only is he – Saying he's reaffirming, I am Iron Man. He's realizing I will always be Iron yeah, Man, exactly. even when I'm not Iron Man. I'm Iron Man. Exactly. It's not about the suit, right? I, I, uh, and I think that's an important moment of yeah. his character's growth. I, that's so funny because I think that's what like one of the strongest pieces of writing in yeah. this, like tying it back to that in terms of like an overall arc mm-hmm. for a character. And if he had said, "I am Tony Stark," I feel like that would have had almost the exact opposite. Mm-hmm implications well i guess enough people agreed yeah <laughs> to be like you know what let's not do that um so, so mentioning that and talking about arcs let's talk about how this fits into the larger narrative um okay and and just mainly we're, we're looking at in this segment is the connections to the other film so obviously it takes place after the battle of new york yeah. so there's that so, connection so and almost none though really <laughs> there's a neat little easter egg in switzerland where he very briefly shakes hands with uh, a scientist named Ho Jensen, who is the guy that he meets in the cave in oh, Iron Man yeah, 1. Yeah, and, that, and then in Iron Man 1, he says, oh, we met at a party. Yeah, we met yeah, at a party, and you probably right. don't remember. That's fun. And we see him drunk at this party uh-huh. meeting Jensen, and you're like, yeah, he's not going to remember this. Yeah. But yeah, same actor and everything. That's so cool. it's really nice, uh, neat little time. They didn't have to do that, but yeah. they did. And it's, uh-huh. an, it's a cool way to kind of wrap that trilogy around. Yeah. Um, so th- and that's really you know I mean and then Bruce Banner at the end yeah of course so clearly so I, I I mean I do like that the sense that they're keeping ties mm-hmm. to some degree yeah maybe not in that period but following that they've all kind of you know gotten back together a little bit at times yeah because um, they definitely had kind of like the the scientist bond you yeah know, those two guys like yeah they, you know they're both smart they they got along and, pretty well yeah. in in Avengers because mm-hmm. there's a lot of respect especially Tony doesn't respect a lot of people yeah. but he respects Bruce Banner yeah he understands like this is this is a guy who knows what he's talking about right and he's very very smart mm-hmm. and so it, there's definitely a lot of respect there so it's it's neat to see them kind of be buddies yeah um, outside of any sort of context of like oh we're fighting somebody yeah. we're trying to get Loki or whatever yeah um so it's neat I yeah. like that um. So, speaking of trilogy, this is uh, the third of the trilogy. Do you want to rank your Iron Man selections? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, there's Iron Man 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I actually... Um, so, our, our buddy Dustin was in town this weekend, and I was actually talking to him this weekend about trilogies and sort of like the inherent flaw in ranking... Sure, like, of course. You know, singular movies within a trilogy. It was, we were specifically talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and how that's difficult. And then we got on the topic of, you know, like you talk about Indiana Jones or Godfather or Jurassic Park or any franchise or trilogy. Like a lot of times you kind of have to look at it, especially if like say like a Star Wars original trilogy, you know, that's meant to be viewed as the trilogy. Yeah. You know, so 
there's a clear front runner in that Empire. You know, I don't think I'm going out on a limb to say Empire is the best movie out of those three. Sure, or in my mind, mm-hmm. but it, inherently, you know, your enjoyment of any one of them is dependent upon the other movies. Yeah, and so that's true to some degree here, but they are all three of them, you know. Uh, self-contained. That's what I was going to say. I, I think when you get something like Star Wars, it's definitely, there's a narrative thread that runs through all through three. Through all three. And I don't know, necessarily think there's a narrative thread. There's a the character thread. But it's more character, exactly. Right. It's more of a character arc. So it's, yeah, you get three episodes in him coming to terms with yes. who he is. Yes. And so, I love the origin story of one. Mm-hmm. But three's really good. Yeah. I might say three, one, two. You know that's my order too. Yeah, I think Iron Man three is is a fantastic film. Uh, it's interesting. It's it's funny. It's a lot of great action. Yep. Um, really smart deciding to kind of go back to basics and not have it just be about suits. But then there's a ton of suit stuff in it yeah. too. It's got it's got kind of everything. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Don Cheadle, which yep. is fantastic. Yeah. He's a, he's fantastic. Um, you get a lot of great uh Gwyneth Paltrow scenes too. Mm-hmm. Like she's very good. At, this is probably the best she's been. Yeah. Uh, she gets to do a lot of different things. Yeah, she's given room in this one to yeah. like do more. You get a sense of who she is. I mean, you do in the other ones too, but you see her as the CEO of Stark Industries. Yeah, so and, yeah, she's finally, and also as a fighter. Yeah, I, I think that's really important to note. Actually, is that this is the first one that really you see a lot more of Pepper, not through the lens of like her relationship to or with Tony. Yeah. You know, or and how is she useful to Tony in yeah. in the context of the plot? Right. But like, for her own yeah um, sake. And and there's no you know there's no like you you really get to see her be. I mean, it's a little bit of it in 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 two. She's the CEO in Iron Man two, I think, as well. I want to say yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah. is, yeah. But in but it's still more of like. Tony's still more involved in the company, yeah. you know. But in this one, Tony's just like Stark Industries. He's something. totally checked he, he out. He doesn't. Yeah, he has nothing to do with it. Yeah. And so you see her running it, you know, on her own, uh-huh. you know, and and that's nice. Like so her her relationship with Tony is just as you know her his long term girlfriend, uh-huh. and she's annoyed with how he's handling his yeah. problems, you mm-hmm. know. And that's that's pretty much it. Um, so you just have that relationship, but she's got her own things, yeah, you know. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, I I, I think uh, I think it's good for that. So I, Iron Man three is fantastic. Um, we can't rank it in the phase. This is the only one you've seen in the phase in this series. You actually have seen a couple other ones in the phase. Um, yeah, but I don't want to go into any spoilers because okay. uh, we got to know how much you know about next week's film. Okay, so I know what next week's film is. Okay, this is the first time in a while. Yeah, yeah, it is Thor two. Okay, do you know what the tagline is? Oh, not tagline, but yeah, yeah, subtitle. yeah, yeah, yeah. So all right, I know the third one is r- r- uh, no wait, this is Ragnarok. Okay, third one's Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. This is Thor 2, um, Back in the Habit. Yeah, that's it. Back in the Habit. No, uh, it's the Dark World. Dark World, that's right. It, the world is dark, bruh. It's about the Dark World. So how much do you know about it? What do you know? Nothing. Nothing about it. You know I know you, nothing. Okay. So all. So I think Ragnarok is the one with the um, Staghorns lady. Okay. Uh I don't think she's in this one. Okay. Or maybe she's in this one and I'm forgetting. But I know that she's there's a Staghorns lady in <laughs> one of P- possibly in it's kind of an upcoming movie. In in a movie. In a movie. Okay. With Thor. All right. Well, that's something. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm I'm excited. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm I'm ready to see Asgard again. Like yeah. I said in in one of the, the in the the Thor um, episode, I'm just I love that. Yeah. You know, universe. I just think it's real cool. So where where do we leave Thor? Uh, he's going to. He took Loki at the end of Avengers. He took Loki and the don't tell me the uh, no tell me tell tesseract me. tesseract yeah <laughs> uh loki and the tesseract back to asgard we don't know what's going on okay so nick you gotta watch this thanks for listening to our podcast we want to hear from you you can reach out to us on email at you gotta watch this podcast at gmail.com you can also reach us at Facebook or Instagram at You Gotta Watch This Podcast or on Twitter at Gotta Underscore Watch. Thanks.